Hello and welcome. The following interview was recorded live with a call-in audience as part of a homeschooling how-to marathon hosted by homeschool.com. These how-to classes cover eclectic homeschooling, Christian homeschooling, homeschooling through high school, homeschooling the special needs child, you name it. For the complete list of homeschooling how-to classes, please visit www.homeschool.com and click on the button on the left that says Homeschooling How-To Classes. These call-in classes are free, so please subscribe to homeschool.com's e-newsletter and we will notify you of the next live event. Thank you. And today we're going to be talking about uh, about high school record keeping. Um, high school can be so intimidating for uh, parents and for homeschoolers in particular because we suddenly worry that oh my gosh they've got all this information they have to have. You know what if I do a bad job? What if they can't get into college? What if they can't get a job? And sometimes we put them back into the school system when uh, really if we just had uh, a little extra help from some of these wonderful experts, we could enjoy our children even more and give them perhaps an even more superior, fabulous education by homeschooling them all the way through high school. So, uh, Barb, uh, welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. Barb's website, School Oasis, that's H-O-M-E-S-C-H-O-O-L, and then O-A-S-I-S dot com, has a really fabulous information for you about uh, record keeping and organization. It's just a wealth of information. I had contacted Barb a couple of years ago when I was um, doing some research on homeschooling through high school, and I was just so impressed with how easy she makes it all sound. So, Barb, uh, why don't you, if you would, kind of give us uh, a quick overview about what we'll be covering in today's interview. Well, that partly depends on which direction you want to go because we could be here for, oh, at least 10 hours covering everything I have to say about it. And so it's a good thing you have a deadline on this or uh, people would not be able to complete their daily routines here. <laughs> well, in fact, I thought maybe we could talk for 30 minutes and then okay. open it up and take questions for 30 minutes. Okay. So I have set my timer. Just kind of in a nutshell, Give us an idea as to how it is that you can uh, organize your schedule and uh, classes so that it works well for you, but it doesn't stress you out so that you burn out and give up. Exactly. Well, what you need to do is, first of all, start out with your philosophy of education. If you are starting out with um, the basic school-at-home approach, um, this is what I talked about on Monday, and that's why I would highly suggest that you you uh, look into that. I'm not sure how you work all that, but the, but the heart of true education is really what I covered on Monday. We call it the God's Eye View of Education, um, and it's in my workshop I call it the heart of true education, which is really foundational to this message. Um, so that is a good place to start, but then once you have that in mind and you're starting to get freed up from the idea that it has to look a certain way, you know, the way the world would have it look, um, and you start realizing some of the things that you can do. I was able to listen in on a few minutes of your uh, interview with Wes just this last hour. And I just thought, oh, wow, this is absolutely fantastic because he really is also, I think, out there um, helping people get freed up from the idea that education has to look a certain way to be considered valid. And uh, so what you do is you want to start out with um, philosophy of education, and then you, you start deciding on what framework 
or work for me. And we can talk about those today a little bit, a few different options you have for a framework. You need something to set, uh, kind of a set of shelves to, to put your content on, kind of a way to structure it, a way to approach it. And there are really several different ways of doing this. Um, that I have seen and observed in other other um, mentors, people that I have learned from myself. And then I have some, uh, what I call three different approaches to creating classes. And, um, and then I talk a little bit about requirements, um, grading criteria, and how to deal with that in a very creative, um, constructive uh, approach. And then um, we, we talk about records themselves, um, the things, you know, the, the stuff on pieces of paper and, and all that that you would put things on, but that's a little bit more difficult to deal with when, you're, when we're just talking, but I can still give a few ideas on, on some basics with that. And then I have something else I call learning guides, like real-life learning guides. Um, you can make up yourself. Of course, I have many, many of them in my book, but um, it's just really a way to look at things. Once you start getting the idea of how to do it, you'll, you'll say, oh, okay, well, my child does this, and I could structure that a little bit more, get a little bit more um, documentation value out of it or help my child get a little bit more out of the experience itself um, because when all is said and done really my approach is very um, it really is probably what you would generally call unschoolish but that doesn't mean that all aspects of of education um, like schoolish type education are out of the picture there's still elements that are there you still want some kind of a structure or you will just kind of go every which way you want you want vision you want goals but those are so different as Wes was saying um, that differs from uh, not only house to house, but child to child. Well, well Barb, a, all um, that sounds excellent. Since you're so used to being a speaker at conferences, I'm just going to stay out of your way, and, and if you don't mind, I'm just going to let you roll and go from one topic to the next, and I'll only interrupt you if I, if I feel you need to kind of spell something or if there's a point that I want you to kind of repeat for people who are taking notes. Does that sound okay? You bet. Okay, excellent. So please, I that. love the list that you just presented. I want to hear all of that. I know everyone else does as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, I, as I mentioned, we start with the framework options at this point um, because we've already discussed the philosophy of education, which is basically, I think, in one sentence, um, just taking everything that God is bringing our family and our children's way and utilizing it as part of what I would call their overall education. Um, I believe that God has put into every parent a scope and sequence that typically is getting kind of buried alive um, by everything that they feel they have to do. They, they have all these requirements that they feel are, are on them. And foundational to this, I think, because you can have all the most wonderful tools in the world, but if you do not have the freedom, freedom from fear, um, to be able to use these tools and step into this kind of arena, um, what people will do every time is go ahead and put their children back into or, or, or into for the first time um, the school setting at, at the high school level. And far too many people do this, and it just grieves me because high school is the time when, well, I won't say you can really start, start having fun, but you can have even more fun than you had all through the growing up um, earlier elementary years. High school is an absolute blast, and it's a joy. And if you have trained your children and you have good relationships, then it's only going to get better. And a lot of times, though, all people need is a little bit of idea on structure. How do we structure this whole thing, and how do we document it? And and that's where I I come in with my, um, sometimes I call it a six. Um, I went down the office max aisle one day and came upon, came upon some clipboards. I was looking for a clipboard, and I spotted one that had lines and, and uh, going every which way, and it was pink and had, oh, it was just beautiful. I just looked at it, and I went, oh! I am kindred spirits with that clipboard. 
And the reason is because my brain, unlike other people's brains or, or many other people's brains, it is instead of having the rolls and curves and crevices and little mountainous looking thing, my brain is, is in a grid. That's how the surface of my brain looks. I'm sure that if they did open open head surgery, they would that's what they would find on my brain. So <laughs> I see everything in that way. And um, But yet, over the years, I've had the wonderful opportunity of learning from other people, Mary Schofield, Diana McAllister, Kenneth Anestrick, uh, Marilyn Hauschel, and they all approach this in a very different way. Well, there are many similarities, but they have a different way they approach it. And so um, just real briefly then, I'm going to just go over this what I see as being six different types of frameworks. And as you listen to this, um, I'm not going to go into all the detail here because it's all on tapes and it would take us probably 15 minutes just to really go over all these. But um, as it just a, a quick synopsis, um, the first one would be a time-based framework where you base um, your foundational um, organizational uh, tool is time. Because in school, that's how it is structured. That's how... Um, high school is structured is based on time, 180, uh, 45 to 50 minute hours is how, how they would term it, 180, because they're in school for 180 days. Of course, in homeschool, we are in school for pretty much 365 days. I mean, we're learning things even on the holidays and on the weekends and in between times and the evenings, and so we really have all of life as our school, our school room, so, so to speak. But this is the way you can structure it, it isn't a certain amount of time. Um, like uh, for me, we, we decided on one credit being 120 hours. Uh, after doing some math, you can come up with, with different figures and different reasons behind coming up with 150 hours or 180 hours or 120 hours, but that's what we decided on. And then um, there would be like maybe, um, oh, I think with my kids they had 25 credits all through high school. Okay, then there's a content-based framework where um, I think actually I heard Wes talking really about this a little bit. He talked about one student that had... Uh, done a certain um, body of, they had a certain body of work and experience, and they 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 considered that to be their their framework. And um, this would be something where, for instance, if you were going to, they call it clepping now. We called it challenging a course back when I was in college 30 years ago, and um, that would be where, like, if you if you challenged a course where you would say, well, I want to take a test and see if I know the content of this class. Um, you would do that at a college, then this this would be a similar kind of a thing. But basically, it's just your credits are based on a certain body of knowledge being covered. And that, for me, and for many people that, that I talk to anyway, is, includes not only the textbooks, but all of life, uh, real books, experiences that they have, um, lessons that they take, you know, musical or, or whatever kind of lessons, 4-H, clubs they're in, um, all those kinds of things would would be brought together to form the content of your um, high school experience. Now, it really all ends up being based on time as well because we only have only a certain number of hours in the day, and so you still are you know, within that, within that um, framework, but the, the, the thing that you would base your actual, how do I decide what is a credit, you would base that more on the content of, of something, and however long it took them, well, that, it doesn't matter, it's just kind of, uh, you get this done, and we consider you have a credit in it. And then there's something called a time and content-based framework, which is really both of the, the above ones combined. And I did that because Jarnessa, I did a time-based framework, and um, then I realized with Tori that I needed to also have, have certain content done. So with this one, you, you complete the time and you complete the content, and you have a credit. It's just a little bit finer of a way, a, a way of uh, fine-tuning it a little bit more. Then there's something called a project-based framework, 
and uh, that would be you do certain projects. Mary Schofield and Marilyn Housh will both approach it a little bit um, differently, but in a, in a similar manner where um, a whole project that involves a variety of skills um, and several of these projects are, are combined and together when those are done, then you consider your high school experience completed just to have something that is, is uh, said to be done. And then a fifth one would be um, what Diane McAllister calls a time-slash-competency-based framework. And it's similar to the above, but just with a little bit different focus. So I won't really go into that. It's just sort of a different way to focus um, what, you're, what you're focusing on. And then a sixth one would be called a unit of life project-based framework. And this is really Marilyn Hauschel's um, entirely. This is her whole, uh, the way she would look at it. And um, her whole message is called Lifestyle of Learning. And then one of the four books of Wisdom's Way of Learning, which is her main work, it's, there are four books to that smaller booklet. And one of them is called uh, the unit of life approach. And this is where it has something to do with the child's uh, life message, something that is with their um, their bent, their delight, where God is taking them. And, of course, that actually works in with all the other frameworks as well, but this is more the focus as far as how should we consider this done, you know, what should we consider a, a credit. So that's a basic, quick, quick overview of, of different framework options and um so do you have any questions at this point, Rebecca, that you want me to stop for? No, in fact, that's excellent. Uh, you okay. mentioned some um, authors that you really like. Would you mind giving those names again yeah. and uh, the information? Kind of spell them out so people can write them down on a piece of paper. Okay. Um, Diana McAllister, and that's D-I-A-N-A, -A, and McAllister, M-C, capital A-L, I think it's one L, I-S-T-E-R, and um, Candace and Eschick, you wouldn't necessarily need that because they co-authored the same book, which was, um, let's see, Homeschooling Through High School was hers. And then... Uh, now, Diana takes the approach for uh, the kind of a Christian um, focus on homeschooling through high school. Is that right? Yes. Um, but it really is an approach that anybody could use. It's, it's a tool. It's a way of structuring it. It's just that the content that she fills it with is definitely um, Christian. And, and really, all of these are. Mary Schofield as well. She's another one. Mary, just regular Mary. And then Schofield is S-C-H-O-F-I-E-L-D, and she wrote the high school handbook that really started out in California, but then um, as time went on and, and her vision expanded, she expanded her book um, to be quite um, quite applicable all across the nation. And uh, hers is really good, too. She's, uh, just, she's just got a wonderful perspective on high school. She has a different way from what I do, a little bit different way of organizing it, but it's it's just, I think it's always really good to look into several different authors. Uh, for something as comprehensive and huge as high school is, I just think it's really good to get the thinking of several different people, not just not just one author. Although if you are going to go with one author, just go with me. That would be plenty. Just kidding. So anyway. <laughs> and then Marilyn Hauschel is the other one, and that's just regular spelling of Marilyn. And then Hauschel is how shall. And she's the one who authored uh, Wisdom's Way of Learning. Lifestyle of Learning is the name of her message. Wisdom's Way of Learning is the name of her main book, but she has many other books, um, every single one of which I highly recommend. They're all absolutely excellent. They, and even if a title doesn't sound like something you're interested in, I can assure you that Marilyn will deal with it in a way that is very unique, and it will, it's just tremendously life-changing. Uh, totally changes the way you look at education and learning and how that is best accommodated. So to summarize your uh, first point, in other words, it's so important to, uh, to homeschool in the way that best fits your family and your child, that you can be as structured or unstructured as you want, 
and you can get a credit for uh, life work and projects, or you can assign uh, units to certain work and keep track of the units that you determine you're going to have a certain number of units um, for high school graduation. Is that correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's next then? Okay, the next is what I call three approaches to creating classes. And I just, all I did was I looked at what I saw, um, well, what we were doing ourselves, and then as I looked around more, I saw other people also doing this. And so it's really just observation kind of a thing where I look at three different ways to approach creating classes. And one is that I call the collect and construct approach, which is where you collect things, everything like what I had mentioned in um, just a little bit, or, you know, a couple minutes earlier, collecting all the different things that are going on in your child's life and constructing a class out of them. And uh, like, for instance, for fine arts, we might go to a library and take a look at um, the exhibits there. Then we'd go to, now this isn't all in one day. <laughs> this is over the whole high school experience. But um, then you might also go to, um, oh, to a museum um, to see things, you know, an, an art museum. Um, we'd go to a play in town. You could go to a community concert and... Um, oh, there's many, many other things that, that would count towards this. But So you collect all these different things, these experiences, and out of those you just you put them together, and they are a class. You don't really, for the most part, have to do anything else about them. I do have uh, different learning guides that I'll be talking about later um, that you can use to maybe get a little bit more out of the experience. But just the experiences themselves are plenty. We do not have to test. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but when I was in school, test meant absolutely nothing other than that my brain did not retain what I had certainly hoped it would retain. Um, and even or if you I was, pardon or me? retained it to take the test and you forgot it 10 minutes later? Exactly, exactly. So, so tests are, are really quite pointless um, as far as I'm concerned. I just don't have a lot of respect for them. So they're necessary in that setting, in the, in the uh, you know, school setting, but they really are not necessary at home, I don't, I don't believe. But that's another, we could talk another hour about that. So... Going on then to the next thing, oh, uh, yeah, the next one would be um, I call dissect and distribute. And that's where you take any given experience and distribute it into several different subjects, the pieces of it into different subjects. You would not create a whole class out of each one of these pieces, but each one of the pieces would be what would contribute to creating a class. So, for instance, um, uh, working on an addition to the house, there, there could be lots of different things that that, that would able to be dissected into there could be math if you're if you're considering the area uh, for painting or the floor you know for carpeting there would be of course the actual um, home maintenance and construction experience of or under home ec perhaps you might call that um, of just the skills themselves like carpentry work um, there could be photography where you get photographs of, of the uh, process along the way um, lots of different things but that's what I basically mean then is that you dissect any experience and distribute it among different classes and then uh, lastly the third approach to creating classes is what I call priority appropriation and that is where you would think of things that are in your own heart that you know um, your child is going to need at, when they go out the door and on into their own life and, and I'm talking basic skills of working with people working under a boss um, if that's the arena they go into, uh, study skills, being able to balance a checkbook, being able to um, do a garden in their in their front yard, you know, create flowers, uh, you know, something lovely that way. So it's just whatever is in your heart that you consider a priority in life. This is something you really need to know. Then you just make a list of those things, and then whatever you think they could go under, well, then you file them under that class. And then something else, you file it under a different class. So does that make sense? <laughs> yes, it did. 
so you're, if you're building a house or learning music or going for a hike or uh, doing a unit study or, or some activity, you break that down and you would assign a certain number of units or credits for English or math or uh, writing or the different subject areas. Is that right? Right. Other than numerically, I probably I would probably not use numbers. I would just list them. I have a high school notebook all set up um, for each child, and then there would be um, the dividers, like for all the different subjects. And so you would have a what I call a class content plan, and um, all of these things that I've been talking about here then would go onto those plans. There wouldn't be a numerical value placed on them, but they would just be part of this building, growing class that really takes you all the way through high school. I, I would never, ever advocate, um, and this I, will, I, I think will be received with great relief, I never would suggest or even attempt myself, um, having done this for 22 years now, uh, coming up with your whole entire high school plan at the beginning of it. I personally feel that high school is a faith walk, just like our walk with the Lord. We never plan out our walk with the Lord and where he's going to take us You know, this year, next year. We just take advantage of opportunities as they come up in our own real life, you know, relationally, um, just things where the Lord is, is growing us. And then, uh, you know, certain uh, seminars will come to town. Okay, we'll go to that. And um, that's how our walk with the Lord goes. And I believe that that's really how he wants our walk through high school to go as well, where we are being led along by him and things come our way. Of course, you pray and, okay, Lord, is this what we're supposed to do and is that? Because there are probably way more, far more opportunities in there than there is time. In fact, we have so many books that we've collected over the years that Carly Ann will be doing well if she's 150 before she gets to graduate from high school, if she completes everything. <laughs> so there, you do have to pare things down and, and hear the Lord on, on what um, what he wants us doing. But that's the fun of this, is we get to learn how to hear God in the midst of this. That's really what this is all about. I believe homeschooling is really about us walking with God, learning to hear his voice, teaching that to our children. Uh, that's just way at the top of my list and uh, it's really what holds everything else together. So these notebooks that you're keeping, it's kind of a, a portfolio approach then. You're kind of keeping a list of all the great uh, studies and activities and books that they've read. Yes, you could definitely use it in a portfolio later. It's a, the way you do it along the way, though, is not really port, it's not really presentable. Um, a portfolio, and, and I cover this in my book, um, over about four pages with lots of ideas and, and ways to present it, what to include in it, what people look for, what the admissions people look for. Um, so I cover that in my book, which is Senior High Home Design Formula. That's my uh, book on homeschooling through high school. It's about a 450-page manual, and uh, it sounds intimidating at first, but I have had so many people come back and say, I so wish that I had not put this on the shelf for two years and let it <laughs> sit there just being totally intimidated by it because once you open it and start reading it, uh, chains start falling off. You can probably almost audibly hear them falling onto the floor because... I set people free. Well, I don't do it. That's what I. That's that's what the ministry that um, I get to cooperate with God in doing. But that's my heart is to set people free from uh, thinking that things have to be done a certain way, and then that's when they are free to start seeing everything differently, see their children differently, and see all these opportunities God is bringing their way, rather than being encumbered by this big long list of, of stuff that we've got to do if we want to, you know, to be able to get in here and there and there. That's one thing too that's I think core to everything is recognizing that. There is only one door that needs to open for our child next, right after high school. There's only one door. We don't need to worry about having our diploma or our transcript or, or portfolio acceptable at 59 different colleges. God wants to lead us. There's one place that he has in mind, and he wants to lead us to that place. So sometimes we get ourselves into a frenzy trying to jump through hoops that 
um, really we don't need to be jumping through. We, there's only maybe a few hoops that we need to jump through, and the Lord knows what they are, and he knows how to get us to that place, and it's different for every person. That why, that's why there is not just one formula that, that any author can give you. There, you really need to hear God and press into him. Even with our high school students then, we're paying attention to what their strengths are, what their passions are, what it is that they love to do, because, of course, that's an indicator, you know, and, and helping them um, kind of find their path in life. Exactly. Which is really an advantage that uh, homeschoolers have, because um, sometimes school children are busy, you know, every second of the day they have no white space in their life, no time to reflect about who they are, you know, what do, what do I love to do, you know, what, I want to, what do I want to do with my life. And the homeschool teen has that precious time to kind of get to know themselves. And that's really not even just a um, just a luxury, you know, or a sideline. That is really the best stuff of life, so to speak. That is where we find our purpose, and we we are able to seek God and have peace in things, rather than simply jumping through somebody else's hoops, trying to to check off, do the things that will be checked off of a list that somebody else has for us that doesn't even know our child, has no idea where God is taking our child. So, Barbara, um, Barb, you like Barb or Barbara? Barb is good, fine. So, Barb, Barb before fine. we open up the call to take some more specific questions, all of this um, sounds kind of complicated, maybe a little it really bit isn't. intimidating. It really isn't. <laughs> and it really isn't. So, would nope. you simplify it for us? Just kind of give us a couple of sentences that really can kind of um, plant it for us and on how easy this is to do. Yes. Um, what you do is you, you start out with seeking God, and you say, okay, Lord, I don't know where to start. There are so many different paths that we can go down, and I have, uh, if you have more than one child, then I, I have yet to find a family that has two children that are the same, even identical twins. <laughs> um, and so you say, Lord, what do you want what do you want us to do? And you start reading and um, praying as you're reading and say, Lord, where do you want to take us? How do you want me to uh, structure, you know, loosely, how tightly is needful for my particular child? And um, and then you, if, if you're, I mean, kind of what, what I have to offer, I have put all in my, I put everything into my book because that's where everything, I mean, I had to put a place because people say, well, how do you structure it? Well, I had to put it all in one spot, so I don't want this to be an infomercial, but that is where I put everything. And what I suggest as people are reading my book or Mary Schofield or Dinah McAllister's is to allow the Holy Spirit to be speaking to you between the lines of what you are reading. And um, and he will. You, you can trust that uh, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And um, that's just dumb sheep. I thought it was wonderful that Jesus used the analogy of sheep, not, not a more... You know, not an owl or, or, you know, some kind of a dolphin or an animal that's supposed to be, you know, considered highly intelligent. He used the analogy of dumb sheep, and I was greatly relieved at that because I thought, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm dumb. It feels like at times or I'm sick, you know, and it takes me a while to get things. Believe it or not, I am a very slow learner, um, and I get overwhelmed very easily. And so I totally understand what people might be feeling as they start approaching this, but you do not approach it by opening up any given book or or listening to a workshop, um, trying to do it all and thinking that this is a to-do list. This is not all I offer and any other author offers is a smorgasbord. And then you get to hear God on what is going to be the best thing. All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. And so we want to hear God on what is going to be profitable uh, for our child and then allow him to start filling up our, the hours of our day possibly. And that's not a problem at all. Really, really, really happy to do that. 
So then you then you continue in with with structuring things and uh, just coming up with very few forms. And because I have lots of, of possibilities for those, but I know you can find those on other websites on the way on the internet. And uh, just just one step at a time. Then um, just take it on through high school and just keep adding. It's kind of precept upon precept, but it might be form upon form or idea upon idea. And really, so many people have come back and told me. They had no idea it could be this much fun. It is just an absolute um, privilege and joy to, to be able to walk through this with your family. With I your like children. the way you refer to it as um, high school is a time to have a blast. It really, have really a blast. Is. Let's open up the call, Barb. Are you on a solid phone? I hear we have some noise coming in. Are I'm you on the same phone. type of solid phone uh, we used on Monday? Yes, I am. Okay. I just asked the operator to kind of check into it. I want everyone to be able to hear everything you're saying. So now I'm opening up the call. Uh, the key for this, since we're recording the call, is to, um, of course, we want you to ask questions and to have this interplay back and forth. So uh, press star six when you want to be in mode, and that will keep the background noise from coming onto the call. And then press star six when you want to speak with Barb and ask her your question. So who would like to uh, go first? and uh, kind of break the ice, and let's talk about kind of getting organized through high school and record-keeping. And I also wanted to mention here, Rebecca, and, yes. and then every, to everyone else listening as well, that, that if we come across a question that um, I just, it, it's either not something that I feel like that's where my area of expertise is, or it would be something that's more of a, of a unique situation that we might want to, you know, I, I'd refer maybe to email later, then I just kind of want to mention that I'd like to have that freedom. Yes, in fact, would you please? We really appreciate that. And then um, I'm going to give all of your contact information as well, Barb, at the end, because I know people are going to want to be able to, um, you know, see the books that you have and see all the information you have up at Homeschool Oasis and also your uh, email address. Okay. So who would like to ask the first question? I have a question. Yes, please. We can hear you. My name is Siri. I have five sons. I've been homeschooling from the very beginning. Everything you say, um, I, that's my heart. I, I feel like I've taken more of a um, unschooling approach. What I find to be my dilemma, um, you know, I ask God to give us a theme for the year and, um, you know, highlights for each boy. Uh, and he, he often, like you said, between the lines, he gives me ideas. What I, I struggle with is I tend to go back to... Um, some of the textbooks, you know, through the year for structure. I find that with five boys all doing an unschooling approach, we have a home business on the property. I guess my question is, how do you maintain order? My dorm is always falling into this chaotic kind of um, day rhythm when everyone's just doing everything versus, well, now it's time, let's get some language arts center. I do a lot of reading aloud. That's always a favorite time. It's a structured time, but um, do you know what I'm saying? It seems like my dilemma is with five grasshoppers, um, how to keep everything kind of running with the vision of each individual. Well, what are the age, what's the age range? My oldest is 16 and a half, then 14, then 10, then 8, then 5. Okay, do they have any kind of, well, I'll just go ahead and share this. Um, I would have some kind of a, um, well, what I have with Carly Ann is a weekly plan. And okay. I make that up at the beginning of the week. And um, and I actually pull, I, if, you have, if you have Word, that's the most, I, I just absolutely love Word, the, word, the word, word processing program. 
and I just keep, but whatever you have, I, I have one. It's, it's kind of a master, except really what it is is just last week's um, list. It, it's, it's kind of a list, but it's a chart. And then whatever we finish this week, I delete, and then whatever we add in, I add in, and I always leave spaces in each one of the different sections. Like one section is for homeschool time with mom or dad, another is homeschool on own, and another is daily discipline. And um, then I leave a space or two in each one of those sections so that as uh, different things come up through the week, then I have a place to add them in. And um, those go on to, onto a, like a clipboard, and then that would be their checkoff list of, of things to do. And, and, but that includes all of real life. That's not just the academics. That's, that's also the lessons they do, responsibilities. Um, at home that might go into home ec. I mean, it's just, it's just everything of life. So it's not just this. It looks academic when you first glance at it. And so I would ha- but you also want like a, a routine where you have certain things that are done in the morning. I, I could never go by do this at a certain time. It just has never worked for me in my 22 years of homeschooling. And I finally decided about halfway through that I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to feel like I'm a failure because we can't stick with time kind of thing, but order and routine, that's all really good. Marilyn Hauschel's written a book called Develop a Lifestyle Routine that will really help you um, figure out, just kind of let some priorities sift to the top and other things that maybe aren't so important sift out of the picture, maybe or down to the bottom of the list in your own mind. So do you have and, a clipboard uh, for each one of your children, Bob, oh, yeah. kind of a to-do huh? list, uh, chores, yes. uh, academics, uh, uh-huh. you know, real-life things, and they just check them off as they do them? Yes. Do they help you uh, develop that list, or do you just put it down there for them? Um, both. And the, old, the older they get, the more input that they are, they're free to have. Um, but, when they're, but when they're younger, and I have one for when they're younger as well, it's just that everything looks different. Um, the, you know, high school is just more intense and involved than it is when they're younger. So I have something much simpler when they're younger. Um, and not overwhelming. You want your, your organizational tool to fit the situation and the child, you know, all the way around. Um, and so when they're younger, I have things that I'm actually looking at their real life. So it's, it is based on them, but it's, it's um, not necessarily something they have a lot of input in other than we already have input in each other's lives just throughout the day. But it still um, kind of gives them a sense of completion. Yes. Like with a lot of adults, when you're crossing something off the list, it feels exactly. good. In How detailed and also is before this? You're free does to it do just this? a history, or does yeah. it say history, you know, this particular book, page five? Um, I don't get as, uh, we know what we're working on, and we just keep little post-it notes in the spots where we continue on from, so I will just put the resource on there um, for that type of thing anyway. They're all a little bit different. Um, they're all quite different, actually, but um, some of them I have even just a blank line, and then a little, I have circles that they check off. The, the circle needs to be checked off before it's continued considered to be done but like for home ec i will have all sorts of options in the you know the main block for home ec and that will include cooking baking um you know all sorts of other things that could go under home ec and then whatever actually happens on that day they they write that in on the line for under underneath that day so maybe one day i'm doing a white sauce and i say hey carly i want to come out here and and see how we do a white sauce and and uh, so that would be her home ec for that particular day. So it's lots and lots and lots of little pieces that go into a bigger picture that really compose a wonderful kaleidoscope of um, educational experiences. So you created these in Word for Windows, and it'll have like uh, math, science, uh, home ec, and then you can kind of customize it. Do you do you create these on Sunday before the you know the week starts, or Monday morning? Yeah, or Monday morning. Sometimes do you create Tuesday them for the night, whole week? 
Pardon me? Now, do you create them for the whole week, or do you yes. just kind of do them day by day? No, nope, for the whole week. And then she, she, of course, has it with her the whole week. And and uh, and there was, there's lots of times, you anytime you co- you go with it, something like this, a tool like this, you need to know um, this little, I, it's not quite a scripture, but maybe it's in there somewhere, but blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be easily broken. <laughs> Life is certainly easier if you're flexible, isn't it? Exactly. So we dash things out. If it turns out we just didn't have time that day or something else came up that we wrote in, we dash things. We're very free about dashing things because the, the whole picture is not so much that we check everything off, but that we are uh, taking God up on what he's bringing our way. Okay, so that was going to be my next question. Uh, you know, what happens if the child doesn't complete everything? Said, okay, no time, you know, no interest in home ec today. So you kind of acknowledge it, and you just kind of put a line through that particular section. Uh-huh. Do you hang up the clipboards in a particular area, or do your children uh, take them with them throughout the day? Both. You can hang them up. What we have is bins for each of the kids that has their, well, not now. Carly Ann's the only one at home now, but I, I raised three children, and we had bins, and they would put their, we'd have their name on a label on the bin, and so then all the books that they're currently, or not just books, but resources, tapes, maybe, um, whatever they're currently working on, all those things go in that bin along with their clipboard. Oh, that's handy. So just kind of like one of those uh, laundry bins, those plastic laundry bins? Uh-huh. Or the, they're not so much, um, I mean, the, it, whatever size fits you. In fact, that's even what you want to do is, is just maybe get a pile of all the things you're currently working on and then go, okay, I see we need to get such and such a size. It might just be a shoebox you know, a clear bin. Oh, okay. Um, so you'd have yeah. the clipboard in there in the front that kind of has the list of things, and then whatever math they're working on would be in there. Exactly. And, uh-huh. uh, okay, so either workbooks or textbooks or whatever it is they're doing or the spelling program would all be there kind of handy in the bin. Exactly. So the kids come in in the morning, and if you could speak up louder, Barb, your voice is a little soft. Okay. So the kids uh, come in in the morning, and they uh, you must keep your bins on a, a bookshelf or some particular area? Yeah, we have a little spot in the closet. Okay, and I'm asking shelf. all these details because they really are um, helpful. Good, that's so, fine. Yes, yeah, so your, your your children go and they get their bin and they see their list, and then they decide, you know, kind of what the flow is going to be for the day for them and when they're going to do what. Well, part of what the um, the weekly plan is 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 there is kind of a flow. So, or, or we also even aside from what's on there, we know that in the morning it's time for shower and devotions and making bed and breakfast and. Um, doing a couple jobs, and um, and then we have a homeschool time, and that's not even necessarily at the same time every day. We just say, well, okay, does 10.30 sound like a good time, or does 1 o'clock sound like a good time to meet? And, yeah, yep, yeah, that works for me. And and then at 1 o'clock, if we're still right in the middle of something, well, at 10 minutes okay with you? Yep, that's fine with me. And, and then we do that actually sitting down on the couch. Most of our homeschool time is sitting um, together and, and reading or, or working on something. Some of it, of course, is at the computer and and, of course, there's field trips and, you know, all sorts of things that go into the whole picture. Do you um, ever have run into problems with television or Game Boys? Like, do you have it where they have to have a certain amount of work done before there's any, you know, video or TV viewing? Or are you a TV-free family? Nope, absolutely. The TV just does not go on until certain things are done. And I can even, I've, I've color-coded those things, okay? Like, because you'll have your whole list, your whole daily plan is there. But, okay, so how do I know which thing? So I will, like, put a a yellow, I'll color in the dots of the things that need to be done, the circles, actually, of things that need to be checked off. Um, I will just choose, I'll pick and choose which those would be. I'll just color it in yellow and I'll say, okay, all the yellows need to be done before you're free to go watch, you know, a half-hour show. Okay, um, kind of circling or, or using a highlighter to indicate uh-huh. the priorities for that day. Yes. And this is not taking you too much time or nope. getting you too tired? Nope. 
It's not. But then, see, I, I have, I love doing forms and, and records. It's just that you're going to have to put effort somewhere. For me, for me to try to keep all that in my head, um, even two child, two children would max me out. I have one child, and um, I can hardly even keep her things straight with my own life. And so, for me, it's a great relief, a great burden lifter for me to get this stuff out of my head things that have been that I know God's been putting on my heart okay oh yeah we want to do that book next you know or you talk with somebody else and they say oh this this is a great grammar program and you know or just little bits and pieces of things that come into life and if you have a place to put it then then those things can go out of your head in fact I will even just call it up call up my next week's form during the week before we ever get there and add these things in as they come up because I just cannot trust my brain to remember anything that's why I rely so heavily on forms, and, so for this, and then the children know what to do as well. They they aren't relying on my brain either. <laughs> so it gives you peace of mind because you've you've kind of created the organizational structure. You can uh, write it down and then not have to think about it anymore. Exactly. Oh, good. Let's go take another question, Bob. This is excellent. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, okay. my name is Marie, and I um, also use um, a worksheet. I actually do it on Excel. I have a spreadsheet that I use for each child. My question is, how far um, in advance do you do your scope and sequence? Is it a year or four years or what? I don't really do Barb, there was a little bit of noise there. Let me repeat that question, okay, if ahead. I may. She says that she likes using an Excel spreadsheet, but she's, uh, her basic question is, how far out do you do the planning? Do you do it for one year, you know, two weeks, uh, four years? I don't do it out ahead at all, really. Um, I... I allow the Lord to bring things our way, you certainly could. And I'm not saying that it's more spiritual if you do or don't. E- either way, it's really what works well for you. Um, but with now with Carly Ann having done it two times already, I already know what basic resources we're, we're going to use for certain subjects. And um, and so we just have those ready to go, and, and they're, they're just there. But um, if you don't have that advantage and you're just starting for the first time, really all you need is is one resource for each of the areas that you feel is important. And you just have that ready to go. And, um, and of course, there's, there's an abundance. I mean, you go to a curriculum fair, and you'll find all sorts of things at the curriculum fair. And along the way, I, mean, I got a lot of things at Goodwill, um, just because we didn't have a lot of money to be spending on things. And you can find some wonderful resources there as well. But, of course, they weren't all textbooks. We had a few of those, like for English and, um, oh, couple other subjects just here and there though um, but mostly we use real books and um, and then experiences and life and lessons and all that before we go take another question Barb could you um, give us your email address your website address and kind of list some of the books and pamphlets that you have at your website for more information sure my website is www.homeschooloasis.com and um, let me see. You go if you go into the main page of that. Scroll down to the bottom, and you will see a little magnifying glass and a little search feature. There's a place that you can write in a word. So anything we've been talking about or that interests you, you can type in that word, and it will it will then call up whatever articles or pages I have anything to say about that thing on. And so that's that's just something a very handy thing to know because I've written articles on oh I've written 60 articles that are at my article chart. That's kind of the main place to go at my website is the article chart, and that's accessible from the main page as well. Um, 
There's 120 plus articles there, and I've written about half of them, and the other half are written by a variety of authors who I I have learned much from over the years, and who have, have their their thinking has gone into changing and developing my thinking. So the article chart is a wonderful place to spend uh, an afternoon if you haven't got anything else to do, or you're just wanting to check into all this and start getting your mind renewed in this area and and uh, in a variety of areas. So. And what is um, your email address again? My email is b e. It's B as in Barb, E as in Egg, S-H-E-L-T as in Tidy, O-N, B-E Shelton at AOL.com. So B-E Shelton, S-H-E-L-T-O-N dot com. Um, okay, so I'll open it. At AOL.com. Oh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> at AOL.com. Right. Okay, we have time for another question. Hi, Barb, my name is Elise, and I'm from Franklin, Franklin, I can hardly so. hear you. Can I? Can I get we you to come closer? We have a terrible echo on the line. Let me get off the speaker. Is this better? Yes, much. Okay, my speaker, my uh, headset was causing me problems. I apologize. Um, my question is about the season of re-education. I be, I, I happen to be the type of person who kind of gets the gist of an idea and then wants to dive in full force, and I just want a. A program to tell me what to do at this point because I love the idea of the lifestyle of learning approach, but I feel stuck in not knowing how to implement it. That is really what God wants to build in you, and that's actually the fun part, and it's it's the place where really the best stuff happens with you. Um, many people have told me that. I just want somebody to tell me what to do. What you're really doing, and this is not to make you feel bad or put any kind of shame on you, but you're really missing the best stuff if you want somebody to just tell you what to do because that's really what God wants to teach you how to do, and that's where the fun starts, is when you have um, eyes to see things in ways that you would not normally see them, and that's really where Marilyn Hauschel's message comes in where uh, with Wisdom's Way of Learning. Um, reading all of her stuff. Don't just read an article here and an article there and think that you've got you know as much as you need. You really need to start reading her materials. I have a whole area at my website that's just on lifestyle of learning. Um, articles and commentaries by, by other people. And um, you can get there. You go into the second page. There's a little uh, bear standing at a door in my main lot, in, in the main page that you go into with my website. Okay, you scroll down. There's a thing that says areas of our website. It's two columns. Scroll down to maybe about the sixth or seventh box down, and it says Lifestyle Learning, and it's a lavender rose. Click on that, and it takes you to another wonderful area of my website where, where you can start finding out more about this message. Um, my stuff my stuff fills in with, I kind of introduce you to Marilyn's whole way of thinking and, and have my own interpretation of it, but Marilyn gives the whole big picture of this. And I also have record-keeping forms and structure and that kind of thing where Marilyn's message left off. In fact, that's what she even says in the back of, of her books is that um, I pick up with record-keeping where she left off because that wasn't where God was leading her was to develop that. She develops all the other stuff that, that goes into the thinking behind everything where, where you actually get equipped to look at your home and look at your children and, and know what to do with what you see and how to develop it and take it deeper and... Uh, develop what God has given you. I love the scripture that talks about God is um, preparing us for the works that he's prepared beforehand uh, that we may walk in them. That, to me, is the heart of true education, is that we get to cooperate with God, the God of the universe who created our child and put them here on earth for a reason. We get to cooperate with him 
in taking our children where he's wanting to take them. And he wants, of course, to teach us how to hear his voice in the process. And, and we just have, this is the arena he allows that to happen in. So, that makes sense. Thank you, Clark. Yes, thank you so much. We have uh, five minutes left in the call. I think we can do one more quick question and answer. Okay. We're picking up some noise. So if you would uh, be so kind as to push R6 to uh, mute out your phone. It's because we have so many people on the call, which is excellent. Do we have the homeschool.com product testers? Yes, I'm on. Thank you very much. We have a special evaluation form for you on the website. Uh, if you go to the home page, on the top of the page, it says uh, product testers, uh, write your evaluation here. Or you can go directly to that page at www.homeschool.com slash comments, C-O-M-M-E-N-T-S. And if you are not already a product tester and like product for us, uh, please go to www.homeschool.com slash product Test. Were you able to hear me? Hear me at all? Are you talking to me, Rebecca? That was pretty echoey. Very, very echoey. A terrible echo. <laughs> Fortunately, You're doing a great this job. Is the first time we've had this problem. Wow. So I'll go over and I'll talk to the operator. Sometimes, if someone is calling in on a cell phone, that will create this type of interference. So if you're on a cell phone, um, uh, please do hang up. You'll have to catch the recording. Sometimes headsets or uh, uh, cell phones and cordless phones. So this is better now. That must yeah. have been a cell phone. I have a question. Yes, please. Um, Barb, I'm looking at your website right now, and I'm seeing you have a lot of books. Which is the one that you recommended today, the, the large 400-and-something page? That's Senior High, A Home Design Formula. That's my homeschooling through high school. You definitely want to start at the beginning of that because that's where all the heart stuff and the um, getting you set free and um, how you can look at everything, including requirements. I, I believe requirements are supposed to be under our feet, not us under requirements. And um, and that's so you don't want to start at the towards the middle and end where all the forms are. Or you'll get intimidated and won't really know how to look at them and what to think of them, what to do with them. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Any other questions for Barb? I want to say hi, Barb. This is Dane in Virginia. Hello. Did I meet you? No, we just emailed each other a few minutes ago. Okay. Okay. Hi, Dana Waddell? Yes. Mm -hmm. Hi, Dana. Good to meet you. Hi. Your voice. So fun hearing voices. Well, we do so I... much in black and white on our emails. Even I know. with all the wonderful graphics, it's still wonderful to hear actual voices. I know. I've been reading your stuff since, I think, 98 is when I was introduced to it. Oh. 
It, and I still, between you and Marilyn, it, I, whew, so much information and so much growth we have to go through in order to home educate. <laughs> it's, but it's really what it's all about, isn't it? It is. It's our own growth in the Lord. Not, not, to, not in a selfish way, but I'm sure in a thankful way for our families. <laughs> That's what I'm glad for, is that it's pointing for our growth. Yes. First exactly. and foremost, the season and of that's re-education. That's really the best way we can teach our children anyway, is as we are growing. We, we get to show them by example what's important mm-hmm. and how to do it. Oh, that living by example thing. Yes. <laughs> so difficult at times. Yes, it? it is. <laughs> Just do what I say, how to do it, not do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob, will you be in the Franklin, Tennessee area anytime with this next year? <laughs> no, I don't have any plans. Actually, what I do is my own one-and-a-half-day conference. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm no longer doing um, conventions. We just have realized that it's not a good fit for us, for, for our message, because people like to take an eclectic approach to conventions, and they, you know, well, you'll have several people to choose from in any workshop block, and they'll come to one of mine, one of somebody else's, and then miss really the whole picture, because my, my message is multifaceted, and you need all of it. You need the heart stuff and, and uh, the foundation and, and also the tools. So some people will come and get the heart stuff, but then say, well, I don't know how to do it. And well, But they, that's because they were at a different workshop getting, you know, how to teach math rather than getting how to implement vision, which, which is fine. They're certainly free to do that, but we realize if I'm going to spend my time doing it, I want to do it in a way that people will really get to go and get the whole message. So I do those on invitation. I don't plan an agenda. I never call people and say, hey, do you want to have me there? Well, we um, definitely want to have you there. <laughs> well, you can um, email me, and I'll send you to the page that will tell you how to do that. But I am taking this coming year off because it is my last year of homeschooling with our, our last daughter at home. And speaking just takes so much out of me. It's so much time to prepare and, of course, be gone and then get back home and recover. And so I'm just not going to do any this coming year. But I will resume again about in fall of 2005. So that's, that's what I'm looking at right now. I do have one more coming up in San Jose, California next month, August, um, I think it's like 13 and 14. It's a Friday night, and then all day Saturday you hear me the whole entire time. So <laughs> if you've had a hard time listening to me for this past hour, you will definitely not want to invite me to come because it's a whole lot more of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been wonderful. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Just need to dive into that season of re-education. <laughs> yes, yes. And, as as you know, we're doing our workbooks on the side and not, we don't yeah. just drop everything, right, while we're doing right. this. God's very gentle and gracious, and he knows how to lead us one step at a time. And even, even for me, even one paragraph of something that I read, one page, can take me miles in changing things that are, that are needing to be changed in my life. And, and God is not a demanding, exacting God saying, you know, you need to just get it all right right now. It's, it's the process that he's interested in. He wants our hearts along the way, and he wants us, wants us to be teachable and humble and um, go to our children and, and even apologize for things. I've apologized many, many times over the years to my children for different things that I've been out of focus, out of whack on, and or just my own attitudes and words that have come out of my mouth. If we want our children to learn respect, we have to start with us. We can't just demand, you know, you need to learn to be respectful to me, you know, saying something in a very disrespectful way even any other questions looks like we have about maybe one and a half minutes Rebecca is that right in fact my um my timer went off Barb but there's still 25 people on the call I just wanted them to be able to speak with you as much as possible in fact I am looking at the clock you're right I do see two minutes more 
Is there anyone else has... Can you hear me better now? I sure can. I'm not sure about the others. Well, if no one else has a question, this is Marie again, and I, I do have a follow-up question, if you don't mind. Um, I was the one who asked about scope and sequence, and um, I understand what you were saying about uh, curriculum fairs and to, to look for, um, I, I guess, a, a road or a, a road map. Uh, and, and I know you've been through this before, but since I haven't, I wanted you to clarify a little bit more about how... And, and I know, and I do, my husband and I do pray about what we should do, what we shouldn't do, where we should focus. But I guess I wanted a little bit more concrete from you how, how you did it with your older children. How you, um, I mean, did, did you say to yourself, well, this, this particular child has the skills and the fortitude to be an engineer, so we need to focus on math with this child. Did you do that, or was it more concrete, or... No, I really didn't do that. Um, it's it's really an individual thing. Um, our son, Tori, did not know that he wanted to be a police officer until about a year and a half ago. Um, what you can look at in your children is what what are their strong points and, and just develop those because that's probably where, no matter what they go into, God is going to use those strong points. If your child absolutely hates math and does not get it, then you can be reasonably certain God is not going to take them into an area where math is important. You see what I'm saying? Right. That's just how God generally works. And so that alone relieves a lot of fear for me, is, is realizing doing, God wants to use my child exactly as they are. Yes, develop things stuff? that need developing, but not... Are you going to write... Oh, do you write... Did you write that? I'm sorry. I'm hearing some voices here. But, um, but not feel like... I mean, God just... He, he always works in a, in a way that, that is easy and natural. My burden is easy. My, my load is light, he says. And um, he's not going to take your child into an arena that he hasn't already gifted and equipped them for our job of course is to to develop those things in them those those tools and, and skills that are going to be needed to be used later but we don't really know what those are and so i just develop things i mean everybody needs history everybody needs science but not extensively i also wrote a book called or a book it's an article oh. called the problem with math because i think a lot of people spend way too much time on math which not everybody is going to need all of so that's something to look up at my website is an article called the problem with math okay I think we're at the end of our time here, right, Rebecca? What was that, Barb? I think we're at the end of our time, right? Yes, we are. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I want you to be able to take a half-hour break before we come back um, to talk about uh, how to plan an incredibly memorable graduation ceremony. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to that. I have a question for you, too, Barb. Um, Is the perspective for the graduation ceremony uh, only for the Christian homeschooler, or can you... um, uh, uh, make the message so that anyone, kind of adapt the message so that anyone can plan this type of graduation ceremony for their children. Oh, anyone could, absolutely. I mean, more, more of the, the content, content is obviously going to be from a Christian angle, but anybody could take the basic ideas and, and just use them in whatever, um, in, ever, in whatever ways are meaningful to them. Okay. It was just wonderful, as usual. Thank you. You're so are others on right now? What's that? Are others still on right now? Let me check. Thank you, Bob. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you very much. I, I heard you a few years ago in Bellingham. It's been a great help so far. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. Would you ever come up and do a conference up in Canada? I'm just across the border and in British Columbia. Yes, I would. Okay. I will email, email you. And I'll send you to the page where the information's at. Oh, that would be great. Sure. Yeah, and um, how do you implement <laughs> high school and then still be doing your other children? Do you still start? 
are all the same format. I've got a five, nine, and twelve year old. Well, that is actually all in my. I mean, I can give you a you know a thirty second answer here, but that all of that is in my book called The Homeschool Child Start Navigator. And I've got, and then oh, I also have another oh, whole okay. thing for. Um, it's a it's something called Real Life Homeschool Record Keeping and Organizing, and there's actually tons more stuff in there that has all the different organizing tools and all that. Um, things for job charts and um, homeschool kind of things. Okay, and um, that's the real life, the sort of the junior version of a senior uh-huh. of the high school. Yes. Okay. So both of those books would have have um, had everything in there, and also um, the booklet building book is is really a lot of the content of the younger years. Okay. And I have masters in there, and then also tons of ideas, and so it's really a way of doing real life education, but in a yeah. Well, I'm going to have a bit of real life. My son's just been diagnosed with a tumor, so we need to kind of adapt the life. So, but I'm just praying for God. No, I'm I'm praying for a miracle. We're really believing for a creative miracle on God's part, but um, it still does put life on hold. But I know we need to keep living, and I I need to plan the homeschooling. I mean, school's supposed to start in September, so at least for our family, but. Definitely a light approach, which really you would want anyway. It's just that something like that really underscores the need. Yes, the it does sort life. of show you that um, um, we do think I'm in with what they call a Dell program, kind of an assistant with the school. You have a teacher that you need to kind of do some reporting with, which sometimes can be a bit of a challenge. But um, she's quite open. She had done, what do they call it, a home-based and hospital care patient. Oh. So she's kind of kind of said, you know, sometimes school takes second place to what's real life. And I thought, well, that's kind of what homeschoolers do. Academics take second place to what real life is. So. But I will email you because I would love for you to come up. We've got quite a few groups up here, so I would love to have you. Wonderful. What state are you above? I'm just above Washington. I'm about oh, an hour north. I'm just about an hour north of Bellingham. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Oh, yes. I will email you shortly. All right. Well, thank okay, you. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye-bye. I'm Louise Welsh. Louise Welsh, okay. Mm-hmm. Good to meet you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I wanted to say goodbye also. This is Marie Barb. Thank you so much. And Rebecca, you're a wonderful hostess. Thank you yes, so much for doing this. Thank you so much for being on the call. We sure appreciate it.